welcome to Yell at Your Fat, a lighthearted show devoted to lightening up both figuratively and literally. My name is Wendy. This is episode 7 of 139. Thanks for tuning in. Hello! Hello! Oh my gosh, everybody, thank you so much for listening to Yell at Your Fat. Let me just start out by saying that I am not a licensed dietitian or nutritionist or doctor. I'm just a girl that has lost 139 pounds by changing my brain and utilizing diet and exercise tricks to their fullest potential. I've been through this and succeeded and I want to pass on the things I've learned to you. Fat should not be something that makes you sad. It's something that should irritate you and motivate you to change. Yell at your fat. Stupid fat. (laughs) And a nice lady named Carrie wrote to me and yelled at her fat via email. (laughs) And she said that she didn't have the courage to call and yell at her fat over the phone. So she decided to yell over the internet instead. I mean, because let's face it, everything is much easier over the internet, if you know what I'm saying. (laughs) No, I'll tell you a whole story about that in another episode. Anyway, um, no, but seriously, uh, Carrie was really sweet to yell at her fat in the email. And I'll read you the rest of the letter in a minute, but here's a little yell at your fat ditty by Carrie. today. You make me feel heavy and tired. Fat, just go away already. (laughs) That obviously wasn't, that wasn't Carrie's voice. But now here's another one. I I had another um, girl email me and yell at her fat um, via email. And I'm going to read the rest of her email a little bit later too. But this is another little yell at your fat ditty from a girl named Chris. I hate you, fat. I hate you, how you hang over the top of my pants. Go away. Muffin top, be gone. Okay. And again, that wasn't Chris's voice. And I'm totally sorry. You guys probably don't sound anything like that. But, you know, it's hard. To, <laughs> it's hard to impersonate somebody. Except for, you know what? I have to take a little pause here. I do this awesome impression of my (laughs) mother-in-law. She's probably going to be listening to this and just laughing her butt off about this because I do it and even her own husband thinks it's her and her dogs think it's her when I do this impression. It's so funny and it freaks Marty out. It freaks him out, you know, as it would and should if his wife, you know, your wife just starts walking around sounding like your mother. (laughs) But there was this one time, and I'm totally digressing from what I was going to say, but one time Marty threw something away and didn't tell her about it or something. And when she found out, it was like a year later, she found out that he had thrown this item away. And so she, she comes up to him and I'll never forget it. She just, she looks at him after he says, yeah, yeah, mom, I I threw that away. She was so upset by that. And she goes, oh, Marty, no, you threw it away oh marty no and, <laughs> and that's 
believe it or not, that sounds exactly like her. That's exactly how she sounds. And I make fun of her constantly because she's so cute. She has the cutest little voice and it's so easy to imitate because she's got this little Southern accent and it's real high. So it's really, really cute. I love you, Becky. But anyway, I think actually my impression of Carrie sounded a little bit like, like my impression of my mother-in-law, but Anyway, I'm sorry for slaughtering your voices, but thank you so much. So wonderful that you would yell at your fat that way. That is great. And that works just fine for me. And um, now here is another little bit of the email that Carrie sent to me. And um, let's just take it away with a little bit of I've got listener mail. I got listener mail. I got listener mail. Oh, there's mail out there, and I got it. It's listener mail. Yeehaw! Hi, Wendy. Love your audio show. I'm still working on my motivation to lose my extra weight. I need to lose 55 pounds. My hubby bought me a cross trainer treadmill for my birthday. I begged him for it, and now find myself struggling to get on it. I reach out to you for help. And then she goes on to say, your audio show is helping. I continue to listen and feel I'm getting closer to actually getting my fat bleep. <laughs> she didn't say bleep. She said a different word. <laughs> getting my fat bleep on the treadmill every day, even if it's only for 10 minutes to start with. Thank you for continuing your dedication to publishing your show for those of us that don't have the courage or source of help we need. You are part of my base of multiple stepping stones. Thank you. Sincerely, Carrie from Little Elm, Texas. And here's another excerpt from an email I received from a lady named Dee Dee, and and it's a little bit similar. This is what she says. I recently found your podcast, and I have to say I love it. You're an inspiration. I've already been through the first five episodes, and I'm anxiously awaiting for the next one. I admit that I'm already feeling slightly sad at the thought of 139 episodes seeing fruition. My highest weight was 336 pounds. I started my journey over three years ago and am currently at 260. 260.2 today, in fact. The past year and a half, I've spent fighting myself over 20 to 30 pounds. I've gotten down to the 240s and been back up to the, to the 270s at times. I'm finally in a place where I'm making peace with myself as a person and not just seeing myself as a fat person. And even beyond that, I can see my goal in my mind and I'm embracing it. I've been a vegetarian on and off for the past several years and about four months ago took the plunge again. After listening to you expostulate on the benefits of veganism, I'm experimenting a bit and actually tried soy milk on my cereal and in my coffee this morning. It was great on the cereal, not sure about the coffee yet, but I'm not ready to give it up yet. It's really great listening to someone who really gets it, beyond simply the food and exercise aspects. Keep up the good work and thanks for all that you do. Dee Dee in Texas. Carrie and Dee Dee, thank you both so much for those sweet, honest emails. It is so nice to hear from you both and to witness... I mean, at least in print, how you're both turning your lives around. And, you know, because I've said this before, certain things in your life just aren't important. They're, they're just not, but this thing, this one is, and I'm so glad that you are including me in some small way in your weight loss journeys. It's 
It's so wonderful for, to hear from you. So I'll be rooting for both of you all the way. So thank you so much for writing me. And Dee Dee touched a little bit on this in her email, but I've been getting several emails lately that are letting me know that people are actually trying the items in my Stuff That Rocks segments. So that is so awesome. My poop is going to be so excited. <laughs> but I mean, these folks are really listening to my poop. <laughs> and that's fantastic. But thank you to everybody out there that, uh, for, you know, who's trying new foods and looking at their diets and lives differently. I mean, it's good, so good for you to do that. And here are just a couple of excerpts from some of the emails I've been getting about stuff that rocks. Amy from Ohio writes, one of my three daughters has a gluten-free, casein-free diet. I found gluten-free waffles and they also had to be milk-free because casein is milk protein. I found Vans waffles that are gluten-free and dairy-free and vegan. Ha ha. <laughs> she, she actually sent me a picture of the waffles. <laughs> it was so sweet and they look really delicious. She actually attached a picture of the waffles for me. So it was really nice. Um, but it, it's definitely nice to hear that there are decent vegan waffles out there. And Chris, um, this is one of the ladies who, who yelled at her fat earlier, by the way, had the funniest little story about the, um, one of my stuff that rocks suggestions. It was so funny. And I actually, I say it's funny, but it's also actually kind of a near death experience. <laughs> so here's what she had to say. Dear Wendy, I love your podcast. I am so glad that I came across it when searching on iTunes. I was looking for things to listen to while I exercise. I listened to your episode about making and eating smoothies. On my way home from the gym, I picked up some light silk soy milk, frozen strawberries, and frozen blueberries. How awesome is that? She actually, after, now this is, this is something here. To all of you people out there in advertising, this is something. The, the woman is working out and she's listening to me talk about a soy smoothie, soy milk smoothie. The woman finishes her workout, gets in her car, and what does she do? She drives directly to the store and buys all the ingredients to make smoothies. <laughs> that is that is wonderful. I am I am I am just blown away by that. I thank you for trying this. Thank you so much for doing this. Okay, getting back to her email. She says, "Wow." I made the best blueberry and strawberry smoothie ever. I couldn't wait to try the peanut butter smoothie that you'd mentioned. So I froze one cup of soy milk into two small containers. All day at work, I look forward to trying a soy milk and peanut butter smoothie. That night, when my two young boys and husband were watching, I attempted to make a peanut butter smoothie. I have a small blender that you can buy from an infomercial. Well... I should have read the directions. After about 30 seconds of trying to blend the two chunks of frozen soy milk, the blender broke and two chunks of soy milk and chunks of plastic went shooting across the kitchen. <laughs> Thankfully, no one was injured in the process of making this smoothie. I have stuck with making fruit smoothies with non-frozen soy milk. My boys go running every time I get the blender out. <laughs> Oh, Chris, I am, I am so sorry to hear about this. I feel so bad about your blender. <laughs> and also, I feel very horrible about the potential loss of one of your child's eyes or something. <laughs> that is just plain horrible. 
But I wrote to Chris and gave her a little more information about the making of smoothies. And basically, it sounds like she's, first of all, going to need a bigger blender. And then she should try using less frozen soy milk and more liquid soy milk because that's going to make it much easier to blend. And there should be little chance of death <laughs> if you do it that way. <laughs> But I am so sorry, again, about your blender. And I'm going to talk about this a little bit later in the show. But there is a store on my yellatyourfat.com website where you can go to learn more about the products that you hear about on the show. And maybe you can pick up a new blender <laughs> while you're there because I, I have the actual blender that I use is listed up there. So I'm so sorry about that. But And <laughs> this last email really cracks me up. And it's from a girl named Melissa. And she too wanted to tell me about Van's frozen waffles. But she, she just cracked me up because this is what she had to say. Hi, Wendy. I'm Melissa from Connecticut. I love your podcast. I heard that you were trying to find frozen vegan waffles. Although I love your idea of making your own waffles, I started looking around and I found a brand called Van's who make them. Some of their waffles are vegan and some are not. It actually says right on the box if they are vegan. I found them at my local health food store, and I also found them at my local supermarket, and I hope this helps. I recently became vegan with your help. I feel great. Thanks. I just keep hearing your voice saying, why would I eat or drink something that is made to make baby cows grow? It's like, duh. <laughs> she says that I didn't. I didn't say duh. She says duh. And this is the funny part. I love your crazy songs, stuff that rocks, and your inspirational stories. The only weird thing is in stuff that rocks, it sounds like you're saying meat instead of neat. Sorry, just letting you know. <laughs> Sincerely, Melissa. That <laughs> just made me laugh so hard. Melissa, thank you so much for that. I First of all, I am so excited that you're seeking out new ways of eating and thinking about what you put into your body. You know, you should be so proud of yourself for making conscious choices in your life that are going to help you live longer and, and lead a more healthy life. And I know I don't talk about the specifics of being vegan very often, um, but there are definitely... Um, websites and books and lots of different avenues that you can go down to learn more about being vegan, uh, choices you can make, foods that you can prepare, and just basically the ins and outs of being vegan. Uh, one of these um, is a podcast that I highly recommend, and you can find it on iTunes. Um, also, um, she has a website, but the podcast is called Vegetarian Food for Thought, and it's by actually a friend of mine named Colleen Patrick Goudreau. And you can find it on iTunes, like I said, and she also has a website, which is CompassionateCooks.com. So um, if you're interested in learning more about vegan food, um, you know, the, the pros of being vegan, things like that, definitely check out her podcast, Vegetarian Food for Thought. And But thank you so much, Melissa, for pointing out that my neat sounds like meat. <laughs> And for those of you who are regular listeners, you know what she's talking about. Um, the very first thing that I say in the Stuff That Rocks music intro is the word neat, spelled with an N, like Nancy. <laughs> and But you know what? Most of the time, neat just doesn't really cut it. I mean, as a word, neat just really doesn't cut it anyway. So it's just not good enough to describe the item 
you know, that I'm going to try and recommend to you folks. So, Melissa, in your honor, I have officially changed my Stuff That Rocks intro so that there is no mistaking what I'm saying. So how about we hear about something that rocks? Holy cow! This item is so fantastic! I can't even believe it! It's really rocks. Oh, 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 I like that. Wow, that's so good! Awesome! Stuff that rocks! I like it a lot. Put it on your toe, your big toe, wrap it on your ankle, do whatever, but you just uh, hang it on to yourself. And when you do, <laughs> I'm <laughs> okay, here we go. A pedometer is. First of all, wasn't that a much better intro? <laughs> that was great. And definitely, I have so much fun with my poop. <laughs> I say it all the time. I know people are getting sick of hearing me talk about him, but he's just so wonderful. And that day, he just couldn't get it together. So I just, <laughs> so funny. But this little doodad, which is what I call, I call it a doodad because when I'm referring to it, there's always this split second in my brain where I think, is this called a pedometer or an odometer? You know, just how you're like, you know a word, you know what you're trying to say, and then for a second, you're just confused. <laughs> so I just always refer to that item, that pedometer, as my doodad. And that way, I, I everybody knows what I'm talking about when I talk about my doodad. <laughs> but the one I have is really, really neat. And the bat, the, but the the only thing I th I would say about it that I don't like is the battery door is really hard to open, and since I happen to be married to a man with steel fingernails, <laughs> I always have to ask him to change the batteries in my doodad. <laughs> but but other than that, this one I I have is it's a Nike brand, and it's it's just so neat. It hooks actually into the top of my shoe, where it stays all the time. I, and, and that's what makes it so neat for me is that I wear the same hiking shoes or running shoes. I actually have two of them. I have one for my hiking shoes and one for my running shoes and they just stay on my shoes all the time. So I don't have to worry about, did I remember to clip it on, you know, cause you can get some that clip onto your belt or your pants or, or something. But, um, this one I have happens to be a Nike brand, which is really neat. And, Mine uh, tracks miles and steps and calories and my pace. So it's just definitely, it's just really fancy. And they come in all shapes and sizes and they track a variety of information for you. And, you know, they're not really overly expensive either. 
they're really inexpensive. And in fact, I actually got one a long time ago. Um, my very first one, in fact, my very first doodad was one that I got by mailing in some cereal box tops. <laughs> so thank you, Kellogg's, for that. It was really neat and it lasted for a long time. But they're definitely affordable. And the reason they are so helpful is that they help you track your progress. And you could really be underestimating yourself or overestimating yourself when it comes to your walking or exercise routines. And actually strapping on a device that doesn't lie really helps put things into perspective for you. <laughs> Which is really funny. Just off the top of my head, I have this story. Oh, what's this? Wendy has a story. <laughs> surprise, surprise. No, this is really a little story, but... Um, I live in Arizona and I live right near the base of the foothills um, out in the desert. And it's, I don't live in the desert. <laughs> I don't like live in a little hut in the desert or anything, <laughs> but we live in a town that is in the foothills in a desert. And the, de the desert is literally, I can see it from my, my window. So it's just right there. So it's really, it's really handy for hiking. And I, when I when I first got started getting into exercising, and mainly I was just walking, I right outside my house, about 500 yards from my house, I found this neat little trail that went all the way to the base of one of the mountains that we have here. And this trail is about eight miles to the end and eight miles back. So walking it was very tiring, and especially in the beginning when I wasn't really, you know, my body wasn't used to, to walking that much, it would be get really, really tiring. And there are several mini landmarks along the way that used to help me keep track of how far I had gone. And about three miles in was, um, and still is, a little makeshift pet gravesite. So it's real easy to tell, you know, how far you were about three miles in, you're at this pet gravesite. And then another two to three miles, there was this neat rock fireplace that someone had built. So I used to walk this path just about every day. And when I could make it all the way to the base of the mountain, I would come home just sweaty and exhausted and totally and completely thrilled with myself. I mean, I was just giddy at, oh my gosh, I just walked 16 miles. I am stupendous. I am awesome. This is amazing. Nobody in my whole life has ever walked 16 miles. I would just get so thrilled with myself. And I say thrilled, but I was thrilled, that is, until Marty got me a doodad for Christmas. <laughs> because here's the thing. The total distance from my house to the base of that mountain is not eight miles. It's like 2.4 miles. <laughs> it's only 2.4 miles to the end. It's so funny. You know, this is really, really bad because that, that pet cemetery that I said was three miles is like, I don't know, a quarter of a mile. <laughs> I had no idea that I was so off in my estimations, but I remember even back then, it was, you know, a couple of years ago, like I said, I remember writing this email out to pretty much my whole family. I'm one of those kind of people when I, I have, you know, some interesting things to say about my life. I just, heck, heck, I'm just going to send it to everybody I know so I don't have to keep resending, you know, separate emails. So I sent this whole my whole family and for all my friends, this email, I remember it specifically. And I told them all that I just walked 16 miles. And I remember saying, 
that I felt so strong that I thought I could lift up a car. <laughs> and those were my exact words, strong enough to lift up a car. <laughs> Good grief. I don't know. I, I have no explanation for that. So sorry, all my family, if you remember that, if you remember that email where I said I, I walked 16 miles and I feel like I could lift up a car, I really wasn't intentionally lying to you, but I actually only walked like 4.8 miles. Okay. <laughs> right. Anyway, getting back to the topic of pedometers, they are really a good way to not only track your mileage and steps, you can really go a long way in tracking your progress. I mean, because if you're like me and you're mileage gauging challenged, <laughs> you won't have any idea how much healthier or quicker you're getting because you'll have no idea what your baseline is. And knowing how much energy you're putting into something will help you gauge your progress on the benefits that are coming out. I mean, you'll know that your heart rate usually starts to peak at two miles. You know, if you consistently wear a pedometer and you look at it and track your progress as you're walking, you'll look down and you'll start to see that your heart rate is getting, you know, a little bit quicker and you're starting to sweat maybe. And at one, at one point you take off your sweatshirt or your, you know, your overshirt or your coat, you'll look down, you'll go, oh, it's two miles. Two miles is when this usually happens for me. But you'll really start to see results when you're going along and you look down at your doodad and you realize that you've gone three miles and your heart feels like it's barely beating. So it, it's definitely um, a good investment to make. And it, it, like I said, they're very, very affordable, but they, they just will really help you track your progress. So, and you know what? I'm just going to, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just breaking out of what I was normally going to say. I just kind of want to liven things up a little bit here with 30 seconds of goodness, because I, all this talk about walking is making me re realize that my, um, you remember that time I told you that story about the, um, little Satan, that, <laughs> that calf machine, that machine is really starting to tick me off because I, I, I really think that my calves should be a lot stronger than they are. And so what I've been doing lately is, is tightening and loosening my calf muscles as I'm just sitting and I'm hoping to conquer little Satan with, with all of this practice. So today let's let everybody help me do this. I want you to tighten and release your calves over and over. And you can just tighten one and then tighten the other and just keep rotating back and forth. It's real easy. You, you know, you can just start doing it right now as I'm talking and you can see how easy it is. But this is something that you can do while you're sitting or standing or laying down. And you can even do this if you're swimming, which, holy cow, that would be so cool if you could listen to my podcast while you're swimming. <laughs> neat. <laughs> I mean, neat with an N like Nancy, not meat. <laughs> okay, whatever. Anyway, here we go. Let's tighten our calves for 30 seconds. Okay, everybody. You know what it's time to do. It's time to tighten your calf muscles. Tighten those muscles. Go back and forth, back and forth. Do it to Yankee Doodle Dandy. By the time you're done singing, it'll be over. Like the feather. Well, four seconds. I called it macaroni. You did it. Good job, everybody. Good job. So at this point, I should probably introduce today's topic, which is your progress. I recently got an email from someone that prompted me to discuss this topic today. So here, here it is. 
Dear Wendy, thank you for podcasting your weight loss journey. I appreciate your candid advice and your offbeat humor. You really get me giggling with your witty take on life. I am deciding that it is time to have a talk with my fat. Yell. And tell it to go for good. I am tired of the care and upkeep it requires for it to stay. I am scared to weigh myself. Do you think it is terribly important to know this number? Do you think I can measure my success of weight loss by how I feel and how my clothes fit? Sincerely, Anne. And I wrote Anne back. And first of all, Anne, thank you so much for writing me. That was really sweet of you to write me. Um, I wrote her back and had to compliment her right off the bat. First of all, she wrote that entire email on her iPhone. <laughs> and all of the words were spelled out correctly. And there was nice punctuation and everything. And I was just totally impressed by that. <laughs> and I told her that my emails that I write on my iPhone, go they go something like, Hi, be in love. <laughs> and there's like zero punctuation and everything is spelled wrong. <laughs> I'm lucky that Marty understands my typing. <laughs> but anyway, Anne, I know you're listening. Thank you again for your email and for your great questions about measuring your success and your progress. So regarding your question specifically about whether or not it's important to know your actual weight or not, the answer is both no and yes. <laughs> I'm just trying to confuse you, but no, technically the answer is no. Weighing yourself is totally not important when it comes to weight loss because, you know, when you put too much emphasis on what that number says, it can be distracting and actually harmful to your goals. I do have a whole uh, episode just about scales coming up, but your weight will fluctuate from day to day, even from hour to hour, depending on what you've eaten, uh, what physical activities that you've done and what you've drank. I mean, like a gallon of water weighs eight pounds. So just drinking a lot of water one day can make your weight fluctuate tremendously. And I have to interject this little story here about, um, that, that deals with that. I think I might, I might have said to you folks in a previous episode um, that the first couple of years of college, also um, the last two years of high school, but the first couple of years of college, I would not have considered myself to have been overweight. Um, in fact, I was actually a bit of an athlete at that time. And when I was in college, um, for the first two years at least, I used to be on a rowing team at my college and back then they called it crew I'm not sure what they what they call it now they may call it rowing or they may call it crew but it's that sport where there are eight people rowing in a long skinny boat and then there's this little tiny person at the back of the boat that's just yelling <laughs> at all of us to go faster <laughs> and that tiny little person is called a coxswain and these coxswains were always being scolded about their weight I even remember um, when we would have get-togethers or like the night before uh, races and things, um, they we would all have like a we do these carb loading things. We have pasta or something, and all of the um, the rowers, but mainly it was the coaches and the assistants were always looking around at all the coxswains and watching what they were eating and just scolding them. And these are little itty bitty people. I mean, their, their average weight was probably. I would say 88 pounds, just to be rough about it. It was probably about 88 to 90 pounds was how much these these little people weighed. But 
I couldn't believe it. They would just get just scolded on what they would eat. But we, we did want them as light as possible. I mean, obviously, because we were essentially just pulling their dead weight when we would race. And they couldn't be too light, though, because there were rules about how light they could be. And I don't really remember what, what that was all about, but it was something about the the weights of the competing boats needed to be within a certain range, you know, a certain weight range. They'd weigh everybody, and, and if your coxswain was too low, too light, it was unfair, something like that. I don't even remember what. But um, I think they couldn't be any less than 90 pounds, which is if I remember right. So if they were found to be less than 90 pounds at the weigh-in, that occurred before each race because every morning of the race, um, people from the lightweight boat, heavyweights didn't have to do it because I was in the heavyweight boat. I didn't have to weigh myself one time, <laughs> but the lightweights had to weigh themselves because they couldn't be uh, too light or too heavy in order to fit with the rules of the game. So <clears throat> they couldn't be any, any less than 90 pounds. So on this weigh-in in the morning, a, a lot of them were less than 90 pounds, like I said. So, and if they were, they would have to wear weights in the boat to even things out. So, well, 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 here is the sneaky little thing that all of these little coxswains used to do. The morning of the race, they would go and get a gallon jug of water. And then over the next hour or so, they would drink that gallon of water and then they would just hold their pee. They would not go to the bathroom and then they would go get weighed. And then the scale would show that they weighed like 91 pounds or something. And then they'd waddle to the bathroom all, you know, secret, like <laughs> as secretly as you can waddle when you've got a gallon of water in your bladder. But then they would just go in there and pee like there was no tomorrow. <laughs> and then it's like, voila, they're back down to 83 pounds again or something. And the boat now has an advantage because they're lighter. So this is because a gallon of water, like I said, weighs eight pounds. And, you know, they do this on The Biggest Loser. I don't know if you, I'm sure a lot of you watch that show. It's, it's a neat show. I, I watch it too. <clears throat> and um, they do this on The Biggest Loser. If you watch that show, you'll see every once in a while these people, and they're usually people that have immunity or something. You'll see them all of a sudden stand up there and they'll just strangely gain weight. You know, one week everybody's losing, 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 and then they get on and they have this sad face and they, oh, they gain three pounds, oh, you know, and their little faces are like, I don't know what could have happened. Boo-hoo, give me a hug, Jillian. I'm so upset about this, <laughs> you know, and then the next week they'll lose a whopping 20 pounds or something. What they're doing, they're water loading. That's what they do. So before the weigh-in they're drinking a gallon of water and it's showing that they've gained weight and then they go and they pee it out and they're ahead of the game for the next week when they don't have um, immunity. So that's what's going on. But getting back to whether or not you should weigh yourself, just simple things like drinking a lot of water in a day can make your weight fluctuate. So if you get on your scale and look down and see that you've just spontaneously gained three pounds overnight, and you only ate like you're thinking about everything you ate and you go, well, I only ate one, technically one piece of crap. You know, everything else was good. I just had one item of crap in, in the whole day. This is the stop eating crap monster. I have three words for you. Stop.
stop eating crap. <laughs> but no, seriously, if there's really no reason why you should have gained so much weight, it can actually put you in a downward spiral because you see that number and you start hearing these comments in your head. And we all know what these sound like. They're like, forget this. You know, I was really, really good yesterday and this sucks. I give up. I'm not, I'm not doing this anymore. You know, all these thoughts start going through your head and it's probably when that happens, it's just not going to help you reach your goals. So in that respect, it's definitely not necessary and sometimes not even a good idea to weigh yourself frequently. Um, but <clears throat> I also answered her question with a yes. Yes, you do want to weigh yourself. And here's why. Until or unless we can face ourselves and face the truth about our health once and for all, we're never going to successfully lose weight or keep it off. And I'm going to say that again. Unless you can face yourself and face the truth about your health once and for all, you'll never, ever successfully lose weight or keep it off. Now, by all of this, I mean that to a certain extent, yes, you can avoid this scale if it makes you feel uncomfortable. I've avoided the scale. There's, I, I typically weigh myself every day just, just because I want to know what's going on. But there are days where I, I wake up and I know it, it's going to be wacky. And I just know it is. So I avoid it. I don't even do that to myself. But by being afraid to look at that number, at least that initial number, you're turning away from your body's truth. Your body is trying to tell you that it needs help. And that number on the scale is what it's saying to you. And all languages understand numbers and numbers are universal. And your body's language is no different. And it sounds a little cliche, but until you know where you've been, you really never really will know where you are. So for me, facing that 328 number on the scale for the first time, that was the hardest part to accept for me. I mean, it was like, what had I, what did I do? What had I done to myself? I, why did I let this go for so long? It was just this wave of depression and shock and, you know, just accepting that number because I had avoided that scale for so long and accepting that number and seeing it staring back at me was so scary. I mean, it was so scary and it was so, so hard. But weighing myself, even though I was scared, was one of the healthiest things I, I've ever done for myself. I mean, I faced my fear. I didn't let it win. And as a result, it motivated me. So um, also though, in, instead of using a scale to measure success uh, and progress, some people use a tape measure. And measuring yourself once or twice a week is a great way to see your progress. It's actually even better than using a scale because it gauges your real results. I mean, taking your measurements might just be one of the best kept secrets to gauging your progress because when you make real progress, I mean, I'm, I'm not talking about just losing some water. You know, you, you lose water and you gain water constantly. And that's what the majority of your weight fluctuations are when you weigh yourself is water dropping off of you first initially. And, and then you start, you know, chunking away at the fat. But, but if you make significant positive steps for yourself, like toning up and getting thinner, 
you know, the, and, the, and that's what it's all about. It's, it's about toning up and getting thinner and getting healthy. But the only truly accurate way to gauge that progress would be to take measurements. Because like I said earlier, your weight fluctuates constantly, but your size is slower to change. It's not like you, you go down a whole size. I mean, to a certain extent, yes, this can happen where you, the next day you don't fit into your clothes. You know, it's like one day you've, you've fit into this pair of pants just fine. The next day you can't even button it. I mean, that could happen if you stuffed yourself and had a, you know, a horrible day. But for the most part, those changes take place much slower. So they're truer. They are more honest uh, representations of your health. And not many people know what their measurements are. I mean, people are just so used to using the scale to gauge their health and progress towards their health-related goals that they are completely taken aback when they find out what their measurements really are or how many inches they have lost, you know, on their journey to health and fitness. It's really, really amazing. I was talking to a lady the other day who she had lost a significant amount of weight. It was 231 pounds, she said. And she had had to have some skin removed, which we're definitely going to be doing a, an episode about that. Um, but she did have to have some skin removed. And from her collarbone to her pelvis was 10 feet. It was measured to be 10 feet. So she lost 10 feet of weight in essence. And it just blows me away. And you think about the distance between your collarbone to your pelvis, how could it ever be 10 feet? But it was, it was 10 feet. So maybe I'll get her, I'll do an interview with her sometime over this podcast and, and you can hear some of her stories. She's a real neat person. Her name's Debbie. She's a great, great girl, but it's really amazing how, how little people know about their, their size, um, specifically inches, um, around them, themselves around different body parts. And, you know, I just, as I was telling that story about Debbie, I had this flicker of an idea. <laughs> I was going to call my brother because I like to pick on him. First of all, <laughs> I was going to call my brother and I was going to ask him the, a question about measurements. But what I think I'm going to do instead is go and get my wonderful husband, Marty. <laughs> and I'm going to ask him some questions instead. And this means that I get to unveil and play for you all the new Marty theme song <laughs> that I like to call Marty's Diddy. Marty Joe, Marty Joe, Marty Joe, his name is Marty Joe. I call, I call him dude. He responds. He's like my poop. He responds to his nickname more than he does his own name. You done? No. <laughs> I got to ask you a question. What? You're on, you're on yell at your fat, honey. Ah, oh, Here, sit down. Right. Sit down or say something. Say something to the folks out there, honey. Hello folks out there. This is Marty. <laughs> <laughs> hey, honey, I got a question for you. Yes. You, you want to... <laughs> the question is, how much do you weigh? Oh, man. No, t be honest. How much do you weigh? I weigh, as of this morning, I weigh 199. <laughs> Very good. Here's, an, here's another question I was going to ask you. Um, do you know how big around your thighs are? Like, if you had to guess off the top of your head how, how 
why, uh, how big are your thighs? I don't know, like a foot or something. <laughs> <laughs> like 12 inches around? Yeah, around each one. 12 inches around each one. I don't know, maybe 24. 24? <laughs> <laughs> so you, okay, so, okay. How about your hips? How, how big around would you say your hips are? Uh, 34. 34. And why are you saying that? Because that's my pants. That's your pants. <laughs> okay, how about your bicep? Uh, 10 inches. 10 inches. Okay. <laughs> I just happen to have this little handy dandy little tape measure right here, which okay. is on this table. So let's just see about this. Marty, your thigh measurement is 21 inches. Ah, I was right. No, you were right the second time. You were closer the second time, but you said a foot. Oh, the first one. No, the second you, one's really nice. No, you said a foot. Okay, I'm gonna do your hips. See, you don't wear your pants around your hips, but that's true. Um, dude, hello, but your hips are 43 and a half inches around. Yay, right again. But no, you said 34. No, roll it back. I'm pretty sure. I said <laughs> you said 34. 43 and a half. Give me is your arm. Give me your arm, you booger head. Okay. I'll flex. And it. do you remember what you said before? Before I show you. 10 inches. 10 inches. I'm gonna flex it now. Um, <laughs> it's it's. <laughs> It's, oh. it's, dude, it's 15 inches. Oh, that's right. See? See? Now, the point of this all was because I was telling you. What's the point? Telling, <laughs> I'm going to tell you. The point is, is I'm telling everybody out there in Yell at Your Fat Land that people don't often know what their measurements are, and you just proved it. Yes, I am probably just like the rest of society. I do not know all of my measurements. <laughs> I probably should know them. Okay. Now, if anybody asks, I have 12 inch legs, <laughs> 12 inch 22 legs. inch legs, 43 and a half inch waist, hips, hips, hips. and 18 inch biceps. <laughs> Get out of here. Okay. Love you. Okay. So. I think that Marty pretty much speaks for not just men, which is who I was going to pick on, <laughs> but for most people out there. I mean, check your measurements. Buy one of these little fabric or soft plastic tape measures, because um, I, I keep one right on my desk all the time. That's why it was so handy for me to grab it. But don't, <laughs> don't get one of those stiff metal ones, you know, from the hardware store that they're not very accurate because they don't bend very well and they're very very scary when they zip back into themselves i can't tell you i have a fear i have a fear i just decided i've I decided to come out with that right now i did i have a fear of those tape measures they scare me to death and it's not like it's gonna kill me it's not like it's gonna they're gonna kill me when it snaps back but i never want to be on the base end of one of those tape measures because when someone lets it go it's scary <laughs> it's really really scary so i just i decided to admit that it just just came to me but anyway you can find these tape measures these soft ones at in, in they usually come in sewing kits or you can just buy them at a craft store even grocery stores they're they're everywhere and they're soft and they fold up into a little ball so buy one of these and and start checking your measurements and do an arm measurement that goes around your upper arm, do a chest, 
which I should have asked him his chest because I bet you he wouldn't have known his chest either. And, and then a waist measurement and then your hips and then your thighs. And those areas are good areas to take measurements from because they are the areas where people tend to carry most of their fat. So it's, it's definitely in those areas. So when you lose weight, those are the areas where you're going to see it the most. You're going to see results the most in those areas. So also too, just gauging your weight loss by how you feel is fine too. I mean, how your pants fit, whether you have to put your bra on the next smallest set of hooks or something. Also, you can track your progress by checking your blood pressure regularly, seeing how um, how much that's going down, getting your cholesterol checked, um, checking your heart rates, looking for improvements there. So there's a lot of ways. And again, I'm going to go into all of these in detail in specific episodes. But I just wanted to talk about different ways right now where you can measure your progress without actually having to stand on a scale and go by that number. So, but overall, my suggestion to you all would be to establish a starting weight point for yourself. First of all, just get on the scale and get that weight taken care of. Know what it is because you're going to want to know later. It, even if you don't want to know now later, what you will want to know. So get up there get the weight, look at that number, make sure you remember that number, write it down if you have to, which you probably won't forget it. (laughs) Look at that weight and then get some starting measurements. Start measuring yourself in those areas that I said before and then set your goals based upon how you feel. And if you find yourself um, really hesitant about doing the weigh-ins, you know, you find the more you weigh yourself, the more you get bummed out, let's say, then just get that starting weight out of the way and then only do measurements from then on you until you're until you're healthy and done you don't you don't have to keep weighing yourself you you honestly don't you just just track your progress using another method um like measurements is a good way so get a good scale get a pedometer get a soft tape measure and you know even get a full length mirror use a variety of things to see how you're doing okay and if you're looking to try and find some of these items or, you know, other items that I have in my Stuff That Rocks segment, I now have a store. <laughs> yes, I, Wendy, have a store. <laughs> That's so cool. Um, new products are getting posted every week and there are going to be a lot of things on there that I used to use or still use and they all of these things have directly contributed to my weight loss. So... If you folks are thinking of buying these items anyway, it would be so wonderful if you could buy them via the links on my website at yellatyourfat.com. And also, I have added a sponsor this podcast link to my website. And this is where you can go to sponsor a future episode of the show for yourself or on behalf of a loved one or a friend. And the amount of the sponsorship is totally up to you. But what I'll do is I'll read your story on the show and give you some personal motivational words of encouragement. Because, you know, the holidays always seem to be just around the corner. And there are birthdays and also weight loss milestones that are really helpful and beneficial to celebrate and memorialize. So if you're looking for that perfect gift for yourself and you know you are worth it (laughs) or for a friend or if you happen to be a company or a member of a company that has a specific weight loss product or website that you'd like to spotlight, just 
consider sponsoring an episode. I, I hope you do. Um, thank you for that. Also, since I'm on the topic of my website, I want to let you all know that I have added a gallery section at Yell at Your Fat. And sometimes it's nice to put a face to the voice that has been singing to you <laughs> week after week and laughing in your ear. Um, so I've put some before and now pictures up there for you to see. And there, <laughs> there's even the worst photograph ever taken of a human being up there. <laughs> It is a picture of me sitting on a doorstep with a lampshade on my head, and it is without a doubt the absolute worst picture in existence. <laughs> I mean, it could literally sink a ship. I think it could literally sink a ship. So if you happen to be listening to me and you happen to be on a ship that has internet connection or something... Don't look at the lampshade picture. <laughs> Don't do it. Save yourself. <laughs> I looked at the light ray. <laughs> Sorry. Um, little Ghostbusters reference there. If you'd like to email me, you know, with some of your before and now pictures, I would love to add them to the website too. So the gallery, the online store, and the sponsor a podcast links are all available on my website at yellatyourfat.com. Now, I'm going to help you. This really, really will work. I will give you every detail and tip that I've got. And all you have to do, all you have to do is think about it and start looking at things differently. Because the things you've tried in the past, for whatever reason, those things did not work. This one will. I mean, all you have to do is start looking at things differently. Start tracking your progress. You can use a multitude of ways. It, and it doesn't have to be about the number on the scale. It doesn't have to be that way. You can succeed at your goals. Seriously, you can succeed without even losing a single pound. It's all in how you feel and whether or not you think you're where you want to be. So start looking at your progress differently because you are succeeding. You're succeeding and you're progressing. You, you're getting better. Things are getting better. So just right now, you guys, have, you all have the ability to change your life. And it is so exciting because you're doing it. You're changing it right now just by listening. So I would so love to hear from you. You can email me if you like at wendy at yellatyourfat.com and just let me know what you think about the show. Um, or if you want, um, if you're brave, <laughs> you can call me at 866-738-0945 and press extension 704 and leave a message. You can yell at your fat or just share your story and I will try and play it on a future episode. And if you haven't already, uh, please subscribe to the podcast via iTunes or whatever podcatcher you're using. And, you know, if you are so inclined, it would be so insanely wonderful if you could leave some comments about the show in iTunes. And all you have to do is click on my podcast, click on the big mouth, <laughs> and then click the link near the middle of the screen that says write a review. And 
everybody knows, I think, that word of mouth is definitely the best form of advertising. So I really appreciate your help in spreading the word about the show. And I am so thrilled. Every time I see another comment that has been posted in iTunes, I just get all grinny and happy and I just smile. Um, So thank you so much for those of you that have taken the time to write one. And Also, I would definitely like to give a little shout out to a few people who have been posting some really wonderful things and positive comments about the show on various forums out there and blogs. And, oh, you guys, I just appreciate it so much. I stumble upon these daily, and I'm so pleased that that you're all enjoying the show and that you're trying to spread the word um, by putting a link to my website on the forum. That's so great. Um, specifically, I'd like to say hi to Amy from the biggestloser.com forum, um, Aaron from the drmcdougall.com forum, a girl whose ID is in control 24 <laughs> seven. I think that's cool. It could be in control 247, but you know, that could be her weight, but I think it's in control 247, 24 seven. Anyway, she's from the weightcircles.com forum, um, Nicalia from postpunkkitchen.com, uh, Maisie Girl and KX Ross from JennyCraig.com, and Jessica and Miss Millie from CompassionateCooks.com forums. So thank you again so much for putting the links directly to my website on these forums because every time somebody adds a direct link to yellatyourfat.com on a forum, my podcast downloads count. You know, it just goes through the roof. So I get the opportunity to reach people with my stories and advice, and you're all helping me do that. So thank you so much for your support of the show. And as a side note, if you ever find yourself writing me or calling me and leaving a voicemail or sending a photo, um, and you happen to include your weight, which of course, you know, you you never have to say your weight if you don't feel comfortable. But if you do, it would be very helpful, I think, for everybody if we also know your height Because I know, I think everybody can relate to this, but I just hate it when I am watching shows like The Biggest Loser and I'll see people, you know, on the scale at the finale and they look exactly like the size that I want to be. And I find myself sitting there going, yeah, yeah, yeah. How much does she weigh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I want to weigh. And then the scale says like 154 pounds or something like that. And I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's lovely. That's nice. Now you look wonderful. But how tall are you? How tall are you, lady? Because that is the most important information. Because if she's 154 pounds and she's five foot two, that you know, it's it's different. I mean, she could be specifically the lady that I'm talking about. I think she's like six feet tall, and she's 154 pounds. So she looks very very thin. So that no, that's not the weight that I need to be because I'm only five nine. And oh, by the way, too, um, Marty is six foot two. I don't know if he mentioned that when he was on, but he's six two. So hopefully that will give you a better idea about us. So until next time, focus on trying to find new ways to gauge your progress and be proud that you are making this decision to help yourself. You really should be so proud of yourself. And I know I say it all the time, but that is it, folks. You have to be proud of yourself. You... You're awesome. Holy cow. You are simply an awesome human being. You are really doing this. You're doing it. Congratulations, you guys, on your choice to take your own life into your own hands. 
You can do this. Have faith in yourself and you will do this. This is Wendy for Yell at Your Fat. Thanks so much for listening. Hey, are you still there? This is Marty. Wendy's not here. She doesn't know I'm doing this. I'm publishing the episode now, and I just wanted to let you know that I've lost three pounds. 196. Yeah.